So, mate, I found an absolutely brilliant walk for us for the 18th of March. Oh, wicked, where? So, we said one's do Snowdonia, yeah? Yep. Have you done the Carnards? I've done part of them, um, coming from the A5 up. Oh, okay, it's yeah. The A5, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, this 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 starts at um, the Lynn Ogwen side. Okay, yeah. And we go up Carnard Llewellyn and Carnard, Carnard Dafford. But you can add a little bit extra to going over to Ear Ellen. It's about 16k walk. About 1200 meters of ascent. Oh. Probably about good for four or five hours, I reckon. Sounds good. We, yeah. we come down Penny Alwyn. Yeah, come down Penny Alwyn, end up in Ogwen, <clears throat> go into Mexico and have a couple of beers on the way back, probably. Sounds like a plan, mate. Yes. Oh, we're on air. <laughs> oh. Oh, uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the Fibre Exchange podcast. My name is Paul North. I am City Fibre's Head of Regional Sales and will be the host of today's episode. And joining me, we are in conversation with Andrew Wilson. Hello, Andy. Hi, mate. How are you? I'm very well, thanks, mate. Yeah. yeah. Great. If Great. I introduce myself? Yes, please. That'd be lovely. Uh, I'm Andy Wilson. I am the head of the wholesale division here at City Fibre, so responsible for all things um, business sales uh, within the City Fibre family. Fantastic. How long have you been with the business now, Andy? Oh, it's coming up to th- two and a half, three years. Is it three years? I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Time's flown. Ah, it has. It's been great to have you here. Thanks. Ah, my pleasure. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, the full fibre landscape. What's Where is the opportunity for the channel in full fibre? And do you think the message is getting through? Are partners embracing it? That's a really good opening question. <laughs> um, I am passionate about it. I've got to be, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, all joking aside, um, I think we've talked about this um, for quite a, as an industry for quite a few years now. Um, there is a fantastic opportunity, isn't there? Because ultimately, um, there is a transition uh, or transitional state where um, organisations have got to move off uh, old legacy copper infrastructure onto fibre. So that represents a great um, opportunity for partners, especially those with organic growth strategies that want to go out um, and put sales machines behind it. Because ultimately, everybody's customers up for grabs. Yeah. Uh, because when they come out of contract, uh, migrating to new technologies is uh, presenting a new opportunity. Um, has the channel adopted to it? I mean, our our channel base, the partners that we've onboarded. Um, has really got behind it. Um, I've seen some unbelievably uh, successful growth strategies, some really innovative marketing campaigns, um, and where sort of hyper-local targeted marketing um, has has been applied, then they're winning big market share in those particular areas. Mm. I mean, the the hyper-local piece is is, is a really good point. And I think particularly coming out of the pandemic, I think we've all seen a real strong community spirit. Particularly, particularly locally, do you, think, do you think buying locally is going to be something that's very popular again over the next few years? Yeah, I, I think the channel, I mean, how good was the channel during lockdown? I mean, mm. the way that the IT and telecoms channel reacted um, and sort of uh, not not just from a pure commercial perspective, but also it, it felt like we were part of this community of people that all wanted to share ideas. So, so almost that whole um cooperation thing really came to the f- uh, fore where organizations where where ultimately yes they are competitors were sharing ideas uh, we were doing industry events and things i, I actually uh, was really proud to be part of of the sort of uk it and telecoms channel during the pandemic because i think we we helped the uk basically um i, I think hyper hyper i think the whole pandemic has driven regional behaviour more. I think it has made us more aware of the fact that we need to support local businesses. 
um, and look at what's on our doorstep. Not not least because we were forced to do it and <laughs> go for walks locally and all those things. But I think again, being in the local community, I felt like everybody was getting around each other. Um, it it yeah, it, it sort of broke down some of those sort of wider barriers to getting to know people and stuff like that. Almost broke social media in in a positive way. Yeah. Um, you know, meeting people on walks, saying hi, going into local businesses and and seeing whether they were struggling or not. And if they were making sure you were eating there or you were buying their products. Um, so, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah, definitely. I, th- I think um, I, I discovered a lot of lovely walks, actually, on my doorstep in uh, in lockdown. You know, well, I know we both have a passion for walking, but it was great to um, just explore a bit further afield in, in your local environment. And particularly, I think the um, the community groups on, on social media have been really strong as well throughout, throughout the pandemic. You know, like you say, local businesses supporting each other on there was fantastic to see. Talking about the, the, the kind of full fibre piece, really, and, and particularly focusing on, on how we're supporting partners, you know, how, how are we helping City Fibre partners seize the opportunity? Uh, and, you know, what's our go-to-market strategy and, and theirs? Um, it's been quite simple, really, hasn't it? Um, it it's not complicated. We're, we're building a fibre infrastructure. We're going past um, ultimately eight, 8 million homes and businesses. Um, and we've worked with partners to understand where we're going. Um, and then we can start to, that's where we've started to look at, okay, if we're going to this particular town or city, how do we help that particular partner, you know, address the opportunity before it arrives? Those, those partners that have got that front foot approach where they're like, right, we want to understand, are you going to this particular um, geography? Or, or region uh, and if the answer is yes great we're going to start to even before you've built we're going to make sure people are aware that we're coming as a partner because we're a wholesale channel right so it's not about city fiber it's about the channel themselves so um and we're we're you know we, we love supporting that type of proactive behavior um we've got a good marketing budget i'm not afraid to say it and, <laughs> and we we're using that to help our partners grow their businesses and that's what the channel's about yeah absolutely how do you think that might differ from some of the other full fire providers that are out there at the moment? I think I think everyone's got a slightly different approach to some degree. Some some of the other five full fiber providers I've seen or altnets I've seen um, don't have business strategies, for example, or they ha- or they're only just starting to consider actually maybe rather than just be a pure consumer player, we should look to enter a business marketplace. Yeah, I think the difference with City Fiber is is it it set its intentions out really early on that we were going to be an open access provider and we were going to have routes to market for all um, uh, biz- uh, business types or go to market verticals within our cities. So business has always been front and centre to what we've done. Um, consumer plays a big part, as we know, it's you know it's funding the build programme effectively, our consumer rollout. Um, but the, 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 the byproduct or benefit we see in business is huge. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the whole alt-net piece is, is an interesting one um as it evolves i mean it's awesome for the uk yeah because um you know it means we're fully behind this 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 machine's going now it's not um you know it's not being talked about uh, with with all these build programs are underway across i think it's up to 100 alt nets now is it yeah yeah Must be close. Uh, um which means that the uk is going to get full fiber end of which, yeah. is, which is what we we've all said we wanted so a little bird told me that you were close to celebrating 25 years in the channel within the next year. Jeez. I mean, looking at you, <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe when I heard it, to be honest, mate. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, yeah, close to a quarter of a century. In the- <laughs> Just yeah, to have a like that. 
<laughs> in this industry. You know, how, how has it changed over the years? Uh, and you know, how, how has your time of Intelco shaped you as a leader? And what do you, what, how do you think the channel will look going into the future? I feel proud to have worked in the industry for that long, but then on the same note, I. I think that you just made me feel really old. You're a veteran. I'm a fellow <laughs> industry vet. You know what I used to? I used to, um, you know, attend events back in the day when I used to see industry veterans. <laughs> I used to think, wow, you know, this guy's been in the industry a long time. I thought, am I that guy? <laughs> um, when I started, there was no mobile phones. In seriously, we didn't have mobile okay. phones when I first started. Um, telesales within a the, one of the first independent ISPs in the UK, a company called INS, Internet Network Services, based out of London. Um, and uh, yeah, we were selling 128, 256 killer stream connections. Um, and then, yeah, I went into cable and wireless from there, spent spent eight and nine years in cable and wireless in the partner, partner channel, uh, helped grow that division up. And uh, yeah, and I've I've had an awesome journey through, well, I say had, <laughs> it's not the end. Um, I've you know, really enjoyed it. I've worked for um, resellers um, and um, carriers alike and infrastructure providers alike. It's given me a really good 360 degree view of the market. So I, I think I can understand from a channel perspective what a channel partner needs to grow their business. Yeah. Um, I've, been, I've been part of private equity investment businesses. Um, worked with those um, investors as well to help grow EBITDA. Um, so, yeah, um, I love this. and I, I do love this market in this industry. But I think one, one of the things I'm really keen to do now within City Fibre and wider is that, that there is some things I've learned along the way, um, I think. And I think there's some you know, value I can give as well. So I want to start to turn some of that into some more mentorship type leadership stuff. Um, I'm really passionate about leadership. Anyone that's worked for me will know that I, you know, I genuinely want to help, you know, help develop people. I want, you know, you know, I've been part of this industry a long time, but I see new people coming through, you know, you know, young people coming through, and I think there's a massive opportunity for them to to be really successful in this market, and it's not going away, right? So, um, you know, IT is is absolutely, you know, it's the forefront of business. So. Um, lots of opportunity for everybody, but I want to want to be part of that, you know, or, or support people in in, in progressing in yeah. that. Yeah, completely agree. Well, after after the gentle dig at your uh, at your age, <laughs> I would say yes, I agree. You've been a fantastic leader, and it's been a, it's, it's a pleasure working with you. So thank you for that. Uh, I think on the uh, um, yeah, my pleasure, mate. <laughs> <laughs> that mentorship piece is really interesting. I know we've actually just been talking about it um, before the before the podcast this morning. I agree. I absolutely love channel sales. I think it's a really exciting industry, um, kind of constantly recreating itself. We're a resilient bunch, I think, as you mentioned earlier in regards to the pandemic. Um, so, what's what's a piece of advice do you think you'd give um, some someone new entering the perhaps entering this business development or account manager in in, in the channel? I think in terms of like advice take your time um learn from others as well i mean from a channel pure channel manager perspective i've always maintained it's like a virtual sales manager role it utopia in terms of being a really good channel um manager or account manager is ultimately being able to help and support and direct the sales teams that don't work for you because ultimately they are you know those sales to your partner sales teams are your sales team because without the success of that particular sales team you're looking to sell anything as a channel as yeah. a channel person so i i think it's all around that virtual sales management um piece but yeah but learn from others i mean you're 
there's a lot of amazing channel um, account managers and, and channel people uh, in our industry. And, and as I said right in the beginning, you know, we, we have a lot of industry events um, and we've got a really strong you know, community. I feel like when I go to an industry event, I've got lots of friends and people I've met along the way for, for over so many years. But I know I can turn to lots of people and say, how would you do this? Or, or you've you've had this challenge within your your business or your market. How would you do that? And I think it's lean on the community you're in, yeah. not just the business you're in, but get to know other people you know network um because there's some there's some amazing people in our in our market um so in terms of uh, I mean, this this is a topic that that comes up time and time again but again i know it's something that you're quite passionate about and keen to hear your thoughts on it Te- connectivity as a utility do you agree it, yeah it is a utility and i think we all recognize it as a utility um but i think we need to get the new utility infrastructure delivered don't we because we, we, you know, that, we've we've all been selling the old one, and the old one hasn't really performed. What does hasn't enabled it to perform like a utility because of copper degradation and all the things that, as we know, that affects the old legacy infrastructure means that it can't it can't be always available and always on and all those things. Whereas full fiber, you know, it's it's uh, you know significantly more resilient. It's, you know, it, it's a one-time install. It's there forever. It's glass. So um, I think whilst we've talked about connectivity being a utility, it's we've never really as an industry lived to that because mm-hmm. I don't think the infrastructure's allowed us to. Yeah. But I think full fibre will absolutely sign, seal and deliver that, that yeah. statement. Yeah, completely agree. I think yeah, we, you and I both really liked um, Guy Miller's comment at, at Commsvision a couple of years ago that yeah. you know it could, could be the the last connection that you ever sell, and if yeah. you know, customers uh, partners do a good job of customer service, offering continuously good value on that service, then why why would the, the customer ever change? There was another good comment during that event as well, which is that if you're not going to get on the full fibre bandwagon quick enough, have a look to your left and right, and and the partners you're sat next to, the people you're sat next to, are going to eat your lunch. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was quite that was quite poignant actually because as I said earlier, this is an opportunity now because it's a net new connection. Yeah. Um, and I, you, you need to renew, you know, you to get those customers signed onto full fibre before somebody else does it to you. Yeah. And that's not like oh, it's a you know, it's a sales tactic. We're just going to say that it's just reality. There's a lot of people winning other people's business out there because they're going with this full fibre message in there and they're landing it well. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think, you know, you look at um, co- where, where the state of copper is today, you know, it's, it's, it's all it is, is taking taking business from another supply. You know, it's, it's ubiquitous. Everyone's probably everyone's got a broadband connection. So it is just uh, moving from one to another. Do, do you think with fibre, I mean, you know, we're, we're building an open access network, but uh, do you feel that there'll probably there will be a lot less reason for for a for a customer to move? And do you think do you think it might be more difficult for them to move once they once they're embedded with a, a fiber infrastructure provider? There's two different schools of thought here for this, isn't there? I think with an, with a true open access infrastructure, you can ultimately move between ISPs and service providers on the network if you're operating it as a true open access network, um, which gives customers choice to be able to switch. With but you're still within the same piece of glass. Mm-hmm. Um, which is similar, I suppose, to what what we're doing with OpenReach now. Yeah. Um. You know, on the copper infrastructure, we're, you know, it's 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 reselling that same service through another ISP. Um. 
it's interesting. I think if we if we say it's a utility and it's going to end up being a utility, it's more about the applications and services you put over the top of it. Yeah, that's where the value, the true value, is going to come from. All we want to do is enable, you know, is 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 put, you know, the infrastructure in to enable all of that. Uh, make sure it's got enough capacity on it. There's enough smart kit on the end of it to be able to you know, send more light. I mean, I, I saw a really interesting article around the evolution of fiber. Um, and at the moment, you've got you know one type of light that's being used or uh, one torch effectively. Yeah. But but they're now um, there's lots of research and development going on around different colors of light, and that each color then can carry more bandwidth. So it's not just about it being white light, it's about blue, yeah. red, pink, purple, whatever, and all those different colours enable even, so you, you're still going down the same piece of glass, but you've got different um, colours of light which carry in different bandwidths, right. which means that potentially it's infinite. Yeah. That's it, yeah, and we often talk about that, don't we? You know, it's a piece of, that piece of glass that we put in the ground and then we just keep changing the optics on the end of it. Yeah. And how, how is it? Well, yeah, infinite. Whereas everything else that we've always had to struggle with until now has had has had that hard cap on it. So yeah. it's really really exciting era to be in. Uh, I think for, for, for me personally, I've, I've been in been in the industry a bit less than you, but coming up to fifteen years now. But it, it feels to me like probably the most exciting opportunity. You know, I think I think the latest stats I read almost twenty five percent FTTP coverage across the UK now, and I think there is this kind of there's this massive gold rush opportunity. Uh, for the channel, but I'm also enjoying really just seeing all of these these individual alt nets and you know mm. seeing some of these smaller ISPs wrestle business from the the, the kind of traditional big four. That's, I think that's quite a quite an exciting change for the industry. It definitely is. I mean, it's it, it it's creating competition, isn't it? I think, and I think Greg said it. Our CEO said it, didn't he? Um, a while a while back around. You know, we we want to agitate the market. We want to be a disruptor. So we've come in and I think we've done a good job of disrupting. But what that disruption's created or was enabled is is more altnets to go and can disrupt as well. Because we've sort of proven um that you can we can do this and you can take take the incumbents on. Yeah. Um and then that's created more more competition. It's created more opportunity for the UK in terms of jobs, in terms of um, you know, private equity or investment coming into the UK. Um, created more money being pumped into into um, you know full fiber rollouts, so it's it's a good news story all around, really. Yeah, I completely agree. I think as well, it, it, traditionally, the, the you know the, the, the small handful of of larger ISPs have been able to enjoy things like a quad play offering. But I mean, me personally, I'm, I'm sure most people of my age, I don't have a, a landline. I have no interest in a landline. I don't I don't need Sky TV. Everything that I buy is 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 streaming applications. I think I've got Netflix, Disney, Amazon, and I've got I've got another random couple of the ones that I pay four pound a month for. But <laughs> I think these. Um, do you think that now with the way that consumption habits have changed for consumers, that it puts those smaller ISPs on a bit more of a level playing field, or gives them a bit more of an opportunity to differentiate their offering and, and compete with those bigger boys? I still I still think we're working out that buyer dynamic. Um, I think I think you, you've got a mixture of different buying behaviours. You've got some people that absolutely just want let no hassle. Give me give me a price per month and just throw everything in there, and I'll just you know I'll consume a lot. But I I do I for more people I've spoken to about it now, uh, there's a lot more people like yourself and myself as well. I'm the same as you. That I I'll buy a, a single connection. I'll buy you know I'll sort my own mobile contract out. Because actually, by decoupling it, I think I can get better value. Yeah. Um, because bundles look good, <laughs> but then actually, it's something in the bundle you're paying more for to make it 
yeah. bundle. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. I think, um, you know, looking at individual items and plus there's things in the bundle you don't need if you because if you don't want certain things then you're paying for it paying for some media one mm -hmm. so i I'm, I'm that sort of buyer i'll go out and buy in you know best in class individually th things individually yeah um but yeah it'd be interesting to see how how the market evolves with that yeah anyway we're probably coming up to uh to the end of this now but enjoy talking do you have anything else that you, you want to mention yeah um, I mean, if, yeah, if anything we've talked about today is of interest to anybody, then please, please go on the uh, City Fiber website and look at our partner wholesale um, channel uh, or just look at the City Fiber website. There's loads of really good content on there in terms of what our build program looks like, our intentions, what we're doing. Um, we've got a whole better by design strategy that's worth, you know, worth looking at. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but nice talking to you mate you too and uh i guess as it's in conversation with andy wilson a, a final a final off-piece question for you tell us something that the audience might not know about you don't mean to put you on the spot sorry you did i uh, have massively put you on the spot yeah, you, you have 10 yeah. seconds to think about it it's fine no, I'm, I'm thinking about something interesting there's lots of things people don't know about me <laughs> yeah let's keep it clean and <laughs> um, i'm welsh there you go. Oh, that's good. I'm actually proud of that one. Uh, and yeah, I am very impressed actually when you reel off these Welsh hill names and mountain names <laughs> that, I, that I cannot do, and I, I, pro I pronounce them phonetically as they look, which I know is absolutely the uh, the English thing to do. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you, you give it a good go, mate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thanks, mate. Thanks. Well, been a pleasure to talk to you as always, mate. Thanks very much for everyone that's listened today. Hope you've enjoyed the show. Cheers, Paul.